Hi, this is Greg Prickrell, one of the co-founders of Career.PM. Welcome to the Career.PM podcast. In this episode, we are going to talk to Rob Fontenot, uh, product manager at Swipe Clock, about his transition to product management from a different product role. That is a very common path. So I think there is a lot to take away for aspiring PMs who may be working in product, who see themselves one day being a product manager. And this is the first episode in a series we're calling Breaking In about how people got into product management. And it's just an opportunity for folks to share their experiences, hoping that that will be informational or inspirational to other folks uh, trying to get into PM. And today I am joined by Rob Fontenot. And Rob, do you want to say a few words uh, about yourself and what you're doing today? Sure. Uh, so thanks, Greg, for having me. I'm excited to do this, excited to share uh, my experiences. So um, like you said, my name is Rob Fontenot. Sometimes you'll see me as John on, on certain platforms. It's a, a first name, middle name thing that confuses everyone, so I apologize. But um, I'm originally from South Louisiana, uh, where there's literally no tech at all, and um, moved up to Utah. I was a, a cheerleader in college, and we played at a local university in Utah, I met my wife at the game. So after I graduated from university, I moved up to Utah. And um, that's where I, I first found tech. Honestly, I, I was a, a contractor for Intel for five years in their software group and worked with a lot of PMs across a lot of different organizations across the world. Worked with, um, like I said, a lot of PM leaders and, and product managers. And that's where I fell in love with the practice. And so, um, Without giving too much away before we get into the questions, that's a little bit about my background. And today I'm working as a product manager in, in Utah uh, for a B2B SaaS company. Very cool. So tell me about what you were doing, your specific responsibilities, right before you got into product management. Yeah, so right before I was actually leading a, a team of contractors for Intel's developer relations division. And our job was to partner with software vendors across the world to help with uh, optimization or integration of new technology that Intel was bringing out. And then we'd work with Intel's marketing teams to take our ISV partners into um, independent software vendors to market with the, the collaborative product that we worked on. Okay. And how did that lead to a product management position? It, it didn't. I thought it would uh, because I felt like it translated more than what it showed on paper. Mm -hmm. And but, but on paper, people saw sales. And I'm, I'm not sure if my, my resume skills are just horrible, but um, people thought sales. And so uh, that, that feedback that I kept getting was what ultimately led me down the path that I, I went down to try to break in. Okay. And tell me about how, you know, that first position, how you became aware of it. What interested you in going into product management? Why you were interested in that first opportunity? Yeah. So, so like I said, I worked with a bunch of product managers and product leaders and I just, I loved what they did. I loved how involved they were in the process. They were often working with like the PM leaders were working with the CEO, the product managers were working with with marketing, with development, and I like being in the middle of things and knowing things. And mm -hmm. so um, that was the first bit of interest, but then just the, the level of engagement and the type of work that they did really intrigued me. And so I started doing courses on like Coursera and, and Udemy and, and just trying to learn about the practice more. 
And we were doing things like storyboarding with, with product teams and other companies. We were doing design thinking workshops with them. So, so there were frameworks and practices that I was familiar with that, that PMs can use. Um, and that's, that's really what got me into it. And so my, my career path at that point as in that contract role was to either try to work my way up through this organization who uh, contracted us out to Intel or um, try to get into product management. And so I, I tried to pivot to product management um, for about a year, a little over a year, uh, sent out resumes, sent out applications, talked to people, and, and I felt stuck, honestly, which mm-hmm. it sounds like from, from people we talk to, a lot of people feel stuck in their, their journey too. So. Mm-hmm. And do you remember the interview that got you the job or the you know series of interviews? Yeah, so my journey was a little more winding um, because of the feedback that I kept getting that my background appeared to be more sales driven. I actually I had this thought of, well, it, it feels impossible to pivot roles and industries. So I'm going to at least try to get in the right industry. And so if people think my background is in sales. Let me try to get a sales role in a SaaS company, a software company, and try to work my way in that way because at least I'm closer. Right. Yeah. And so that's, that's what I did. I started putting out applications for sales jobs and traditional sales. I'm not fond of, but you know, I I wanted to make it work so I can get closer to my goal. And within two weeks of landing that new job, well, I'll back up. I was actually very forward with the recruiter up front. And I told her, I said, look, I'm applying for a sales role. Ultimately I'd love to see myself in product in your organization, Mm -hmm. but I want to kick button sales and then work my way to get there. And I did the same thing with the hiring. Kind of setting that expectation or making that clear early worked for you. It it did. And to me, it felt like if an organization felt like that was a showstopper for them and they were going to limit where I could see myself or envision myself in the organization, then that was a red flag for me, for the organization. And so I felt like being crystal clear and transparent would set myself up best for the organization that said, yeah, we'll hire you. Yeah. Very cool. And was there something remarkable in one of those interviews? Was there a moment where you felt like, wow, I really have this? Or was there a moment that you were really concerned that something had happened that you were like, wow, I, this, this may not work out? Um, I mean, yeah, there, there was a couple of times, right? Like, there's always risk whenever you have something steady and full time that you're doing well in because I was doing really well where I was and I loved it. I really did. Um, and so there, there's always risk when you move to a new thing, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, recruiters and hiring managers tend to paint the, paint a picture of their organization and the job with rose-colored glasses. And so that there were there was more of like an internal struggle of, of whether or not like I wanted to take the job. Mm-hmm. And um, but in, in terms of like would I get the job, I, I felt pretty comfortable based on the feedback I was getting from the, the recruiter and the hiring manager through the process that. Um, if I wasn't at the top, like I was, I was one of the top candidates. So that was with all the frustration of the year of trying to find a job that felt good to at least be in that position. Sure. And once you became, so yeah, once you started, you know, uh, working as a product manager, can you remember your first few days or your first few weeks, what that was like? Was it intimidating? Did you feel right at home? Were you kind of, you know, was it a baptism by fire? What happened? Yeah, so it it wasn't horrible, and I think the transition was made better because when I was in the sales role, within two weeks to that, I met one of our senior product managers, 
his name's Bill. And um, so I, I went up to him and I'm like, hey, look, I'm really interested in product. I'd love to pick your brain, go out for coffee. And, um, and he was like, oh, cool. And he, he loves helping people. He was mentoring people already at the time. So it just worked out well. And we kept in touch and he's like, look, if, if you have any, you're in sales, so if you have any customer feedback, any like from a, a product mindset, like I'd love, I'd love to hear that. And so um, through this time, like I'm, I'm sharing feedback and um, actually sharing some side projects that I'm working on that are product related. And so when the time came, they didn't want to hire a product manager. They actually needed help with UX research. Hmm. And so, and so that was kind of my foot in the door into the product team, even though I wasn't a product manager. So again, a, a very winding route. Um, but the reason why Bill was actually able to sell me to the director was the fact that I was in sales and I was used to talking to customers and used to asking them lots of questions. And so a user research role made a lot of sense in the way that he sold me. And hmm. uh, I was doing other things to try to develop myself to be ready to be in product, but I think that's what made the transition smooth was that relationship with one of our senior PMs and then the background that I had. Very cool. So let me kind of rewind and tell me if I have this right. It seems like, you know, being very transparent about what you want uh, is important. Uh, being Absolutely. strategic, if you can't get a PM job immediately, working your way toward it, and that in combination with this kind of clarity of intent might get you there. And then once you have a job, really networking with people who are doing PM is very important. Those are kind of three takeaways uh, that I get from what you said. As a product manager, you put a lot of thought into making your product successful. But have you thought about your career? At career.pm, we can help you develop a personalized program that will get your career to the next step faster. To learn more, visit us at career.pm. Absolutely. And, and most people I've talked to that have made that transition that have kind of struggled like I did were able to do so successfully once they were inside of an organization. And, and I've talked to a lot of recruiters who, who've said, look, unless you have a killer cover letter where you can sell me on why you want to make an industry change and a role change and you can prove to me that you can do that, it's darn near impossible to do that. So if you're... Yeah. I would say pick one or the other and start there. Yeah. So I've done a lot of coaching and I find it fascinating that the most common approach to finding a job is going to job sites, sending a resume, maybe a cover letter. And in my experience, that is the lowest percentage approach that exists. And the highest percentage approach, this is, uh, you know, we have a what we call a learning path on this on career.pm, is getting a job where you're employed. Uh, you have an opportunity to establish yourself, to build a network, so the last thing you want to be is in this huge pile of resumes, you know, even if it's electronic that they get when there's a job posting. You want uh, to be on the inside and walk your resume in or go talk to the hiring manager or, you know, uh, find a liaison in that organization. So very cool. Uh, very cool to hear about that. I think there's a lot to learn. Um, as you started doing product management, what was kind of the biggest challenge you had to overcome? in terms of the way you were used to doing things or, you know, sometimes the jobs we have previously prepare us well to do product management, but they also bring with them some baggage. I found that, that I had to overcome some of the things that I'd done in other jobs to be an effective product manager. Can you think of anything? Did you have a similar experience? Yeah, there was a couple of key challenges. One was going to Swipe Clock, the company that I'm at, 
I was really successful in my previous role, my contracting role, and having to start over, I, I dealt with this kind of like imposter <laughs> syndrome where like, mm -hmm. was I only good in this role or do I actually have skills and competencies that transfer over well? And my, my onboarding into sales went really well, but then like a couple months later, things started to tank off. And so I'm like, oh man, I'm, I must not be very good at this. And, and people in the organization knew like how the sales teams performed. And so it almost felt like the director was taking a risk by bringing me on mm -hmm. because those months leading up to it weren't, weren't great sales months for me. Yeah. And, uh, and so those were a couple of challenges, right? It was dealing with going from a successful position to being less successful. And then I think um, feedback, right? Like, I feel like all great artists know that they need feedback and they thrive on feedback mm -hmm. and great product managers know the same thing. Um, and I felt like the the team that I stepped into knew that, but I wasn't quite prepared for it. And mm -hmm. so I felt like, I felt like I was getting kind of attacked, but that's just the nature of the beast where the, the mock-ups and, and wireframes that I, I was building, they're trying to help me come to the right solution and to the best solution. They're not, necessarily picking on me saying sure. that I'm not doing well. So. Yeah, sure. So I think, yeah, that's an interesting observation that when we go into a new job, much less an entirely new kind of discipline, the tendency is to feel insecure. I don't know if everybody has heard of that imposter syndrome, but it's this feeling like you're just faking it and you're really, you know, behind the scenes, not capable of doing the job that can be very stressful. And that sometimes that insecurity can make us take feedback the wrong way. And we have to kind of step back and hopefully we're in a supportive environment and realize that, hey, people are help, trying to help me get better. And I would add to that, you know, if you're in a situation where you're not getting feedback, it's in your best interest to ask, to try to get it, to constantly be telling people, hey, how was this? Is there something that I could have done better? Is there, you know, more value that I could have added? So, yeah, I think that is a great observation. Um, if you were to go back, you know, think about when you started, you know, finally got kind of the PM position, mm -hmm. given what you know today, what is the advice you would give to yourself, you know, back then that would have helped maybe deal with this stress or helped you uh, to be more effective as you got started? Yeah, that's a great question. Cause I mean, you, you can read all the books and all the articles and you can listen to podcasts and, and there's a lot of great information and insights you can take from that. Um, but I think why internships are so powerful is because like you actually get to be in the day to day with people that are doing the job. And, you know, I always try to encourage people to talk to people who are in the day to day, but actually seeing it and being around it is different than hearing mm -hmm. about it. Mm -hmm. And so even if you can't get a formal internship, if some, if some organization is, you know, transparent enough to let you go in like shadow for a day just to see what it's like. I think that would be super beneficial because um, th then it's not the, the he said, she said stuff. You actually get to see what a day in the life of a product manager is. And I think that would prepare you mentally a lot more for what's to come. Gotcha. Very good. Uh, I am wondering, I'm somebody who tries to celebrate my mistakes and I have a lot to celebrate uh, if I think back on my career. And I'm wondering, as you got into the role, if something sticks out, what was like just kind of a rookie mistake that you made that maybe, you know, taught you a lot through pain? Is there something that stands out, maybe a mistake you made as you uh, got started? 
Yeah, I mean, I think there's there's a lot of a lot of things that that jump out, right? Um, I, I would say trying to uh, lead through influence in a cross-functional manner is something that can be really tricky. One, when you're new to an organization, and then two, when you're not the subject matter expert on the topic they're talking about. Uh, um, so. Going back to the imposter syndrome, I think one one of the mistakes that I made was feeling like I had to know things, uh, like things that I weren't necessarily in my lane on the product team, but because I was on the product team and I was being asked about these things, I felt like I needed to have to answer those things. Mm-hmm. And um, my my boss had to kind of stop me. He was like, he didn't do it publicly, but later on he's like, look, man, he's like, you know, um, don't feel like you have to answer to these things and. And really, I wasn't giving the best answer for the organization to to run with, and I should have I should have been comfortable deferring at that time, saying, "Hey, look, this isn't my lane. You're better off asking this person. They're not in this meeting today. But um, how about you guys connect offline?" And so, even though I was trying to run this meeting and, and help coordinate this cross departmental effort, it wasn't my lane, and I should have known that. And so that that would be my advice: is like, know your lane. Yeah know your lane and realize that we're all learning all the time. So one of the things that most impresses me in professionals is sometimes I'll hear somebody just say, I don't know nothing else. They don't try to cover for it. They don't try to say, I'll try to figure it out. They just say, I don't know about that. That's, that's yeah. not what I do. It can be super powerful. Uh, so Rob, thanks so much uh, for sharing. I think there's a ton to take away. Uh, from what you said to people who are aspiring to be PMs to people who are just starting that journey. Yeah, anytime. It was a pleasure, Greg. Thanks for having me. Thanks for joining us. If you like what you heard, give us a like, write a review, tell your friends, and we will see you next time.